0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode, another week of Spartan Red Zone here on WDBM. I'm Matt Merrifield, joined alongside Jada Coster, JDC, here in the studios. We're missing Zach Sloak once again. Tragic. He's 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 to like make the commute. Hey, it's a bye week. He's a part timer. So, you know. He's a part timer, guys. He's basically graduated. Yeah. Hope his internship at the pool store is going great yes. for him. We love. I'm Zach. sure it is. We had a great time last weekend with him. He'll be back. Not next week. Um, he will be in New well, York Michigan next week. week. Uh, yeah, he'll be he back will in be two in, weeks.
1: He will be in New York with his family for Rutgers yeah. MSU. Well, he'll
0: he's there visiting his sister who lives yeah. in New York. But he'll also be at Rutgers MSU. We won't be, which we'll see if that's a good thing or not. It might be a good thing. We'll get to that today a little bit and more so next week as we'll preview Michigan State's game against Rutgers next week. They're on the bye this week. We'll talk about that in a second. But, yeah, Jay, we're back. Mm-hmm. It was a quite a weekend we had in Iowa City last week. Had some fun out there. Uh, J-Mo was a fun time. Nice. Obviously, he is not here either to provide some color commentary for us. So it's just you and me for the next two weeks here on SRZ. Could get spooky. Um, Could get very spooky. We're, but we're going to have some fun. I miss J-Mo's laugh. But... I, the giggle every <sighs> time. It gets me every time. But first, before we get to the college football <clears throat> news, I have to say apologize to Mr. Jada Coster because... The Bears might not suck anymore. For those that don't know, Jada DeCoster is a Chicago Lake Forest native, and it's, it's close to
1: Wisconsin, but I is, call myself a he's basically Chicago from Wisconsin. Fan.
0: But yes, he is a Chicago sports fan. Kind of gross, um, but you know what? It's been a tough couple weeks.
1: Cubs, oh, it's been very tough. It very. It was awesome to get a win last night uh, over the Commanders. It was the Commanders. Man, <laughs> did I need that? Like I need, I like I need water. I mean, it's it's man, it's nice to get a win because. Justin Fields still sucks. I mean, look, he had a good game last night. Uh, DJ Moore is that guy. Great trade uh, by Ryan Pulls, the GM. I mean, that that DJ Moore is a wide receiver one. So, this is an NFL podcast. This is in the Pylon. But, quick,
0: I mean, what what a win last night! I make sure it. to tune into this week's episode <clears throat> that's of the right. Pylon yes, uh, that's right. free plug. I don't know when Jay's posting that, but it will be posted at some point. So yeah. Congratulations, Shay. Hope you're riding high on this Friday afternoon. I'm sure you celebrated quite nicely last night at a certain Greek restaurant, um, as one should. No with, free ads. No free ads. We can give them an ad. It's, we love that place. Anyways, we do love it. Um, but <laughs> nonetheless, let's get to college football talk. So, yes, we are back. Zach's gone. Last weekend was kind of a disaster again. But on the football field, it was a disaster. Off the football field, we had a lot of fun in Iowa City. Um, we can talk a little bit about that. Can't get into too much detail. Right. Um We're going to talk about Urban Meyer, you know, some rumors, some some people, the people are talking, Twitter is talking, and as we know, Twitter is always a reliable source. Um, We have a fun week around the country, had some big games last week, some exciting finishes, and a big week of some big slate. This weekend have uh, the Red River rivalry, the last time in the Big 12 between Oklahoma and Texas at noon tomorrow. Big game out in the SEC East between Kentucky and Georgia. Notre Dame has another big game, another top 25 matchup in primetime. So we'll talk about that. And then we'll finish off with the pick I'm presented by the Merrifield Sportsbook. <laughs> so let's start off. Let's just get. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off, Jay. Michigan State travels to Iowa City last week in the blackout against the Hawkeyes. And they dropped that one 26-16. Uh, you were writing for that one over in the other booth. Uh, yeah. Kind of, what was your perspective? No, first
1: of all, Iowa City, great college town, great place. Kinnick Stadium, a great place to watch a football game. It's it's it was on my bucket list, and man, did it deliver! It was a great atmosphere, but nonetheless, it was tough. I mean, look, I mean, the Spartans had a chance to win that game. They had plenty of opportunities. K. McNamara gets hurt in the first quarter. He tears his ACL off for the season. Bringing Deacon Hill, he doesn't do anything special. That means he's back up for a reason. And I mean, I just Spartans just shot themselves in the foot. Noah Kim, 193 yards, three interceptions, just not going to get it done. I mean, uh, Nathan Carter doing doing what he does best, 20 carries, 108 yards. M S U ran the football very effectively, um, and you know they they just they couldn't find a way to pull out a victory there. Um, and yeah, I mean, you saw Cooper DeGene. That guy's going to be a first round pick for Iowa. Um, he had the 70 yard punt return, so I mean that that was brutal. But you know, I mean. It, MSU showed some fight, um, which was kind of nice to see, um, under Harlan Barnett. But, yeah, I mean Iowa, I mean they want they ha- wanted the MSU to win that game, and MSU just couldn't deliver. So,
0: yeah, yeah, um, I have the same sentiments about Iowa City. Cool place, reunion, yeah, very definitely. nice establishment. Um, <laughs> yes. the for those that don't know in Iowa City, the band, the pep band, walks around on Friday nights and plays outside the bars. That? That is electric. That is electric. That was really cool. We were trying to find which establishment to wander into on Friday Mm -hmm. night last week, and all of a sudden we start hearing trumpets and 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 drums and different assortments of Mm -hmm. musical instruments, and so we start wandering towards it. And you just have, you know, a mass of band of a Iowa band dressed in black and gold just playing neck and (laughs) and it was it was amazing and it was it was pretty cool it'd be electric if the spartan brass did that on grand river i mean it'd be kind of spooky to watch her our marching band go walking down the alley in between that would be be really funny um but i kind of want to see it anyway so i thought that was cool city overall a lot of very nice people only complaint the food in that city closes at midnight. And for us, yeah, after the game, that. that was disappointing. We were looking for some food after the game on Saturday night. And uh, we got back to the hotel at 1145. And we thought, oh, we'll just change real quick and then head out. We did not have enough time for that. That was disappointing. Went to bed hungry. Out on that. Um, but yeah. uh, back to the football. Yeah, that was not great, Jay. Um, first half, Spartan looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cooper, uh, Cade McNamara going down helped a lot. Deacon Hill... Not a very good quarterback. Um yeah, And obviously that offense run by Brian Ferentz, not very good. And Iowa still found a way to win in that one. Both defenses showed up, played very well. And just like it, at the end of the first half, Michigan State seemed like, you know, they were down. They were down 10-9 at the end of that one. And it seemed mm-hmm. like, OK, like maybe they can get something going. Jonathan Kim hit a 58-yard field goal, which I was not. Expecting. This team has a kicker. For
1: if, yeah. if if anything to take away out of this game, uh, this team has a kicker I, this, because he is— And
0: he might be the best kicker Michigan State had in a long 10 time. years. I mean, he was—that uh, was—I don't remember last time, Geiger, Geiger. or Coglin or— if you want to
1: go way back, Morton Anderson, I guess. But I, I mean, mean,
0: yeah, Morton Anderson was a long time ago. I'm thinking like Dan Conroy had a pretty big leg back right. in, when Kirk Cousins was here, but still. Um, very impressive. Very cool to see. Yeah. The longest field goal in Connect Stadium history yeah. at 58 yards. But, so, yeah, it's 10-9 going to halftime. They come out and two, three plays in the second half. Michigan State gets a huge break. Or Michigan State, excuse me, started the ball the second half. Noel Kim throws an interception.
1: Overthrew, uh, I believe it was Montgomery Foster. Yeah, yeah, And Cooper DeGene intercepted in the M zone. That, that was just a bad throw no, on that Kim.
0: No, uh, he was throwing it to John Glover. Uh, yep. that, uh, yep, correct. I feel like we're getting... But, he, he, but, but anyway, the point is he overthrew he, the receiver. Yeah, he, he, overthrew he had him receiver. in the end zone, and he just completely per, airmailed per, him. Per usual for Noah Kim, overthrowing <coughs> his receiver. Yeah. And But the Spartan defense stepped up. Cal Halliday picked up a scoop and score off a, I believe, Simeon Barrow was the one that punched it loose. No, him it
1: was Adelia. Oh, Adelia. Was it Adelia? He, uh, he forced the fumble, and uh, it fell into Cal Halliday's hands, and he took it back. It was pretty, I mean, honestly, it was kind of a lucky play, but it was kind of right right place, by right time for Cal okay. Halliday. But was, that was... That was the momentum the the MSU needed in that I mean, uh, second half. I mean, yeah, so. just
0: just like that, thirteen oh eight left in the third quarter. Michigan State all of a sudden they're up sixteen ten. The defense looks great. First defensive mm-hmm. touchdown. You are like, oh wow, like Michigan State might win this football game. That thought came into my head, right. and that's a mistake. That thought should never come into my head because Michigan State proceeded to not score any points the rest of the, the rest yeah. of the game. I mean, that was it. They they, yeah. they they lost the game 26-16, and from that point on. Uh, Michigan State decided to go for it from their own. What was it like? Their own thirty, their own was, thirty-three yard ba- line.
1: I did not understand that play call at all because you're on your own thirty. Um, you, you go for you go the QB snake, sure. I mean, but hey, punt, punt the football back to Deacon Hill. He's a backup quarterback and on that garbage offense. I just don't understand that. That was that, really questionable. And
0: yeah, that was a questionable decision there by Jay Johnson. Michigan State's defense forced like Iowa went backwards on that drive. They lost five yards. They had mm-hmm. to settle for a. 53-yard field goal from Drew Stevens. He nailed it to make it 16-13. Stevens then a point wasn't scored for the next 17 minutes of football. The next point came. Stevens tied it at 16 with 5'19 left in the fourth quarter. Neither offense could get anything going. Um, and then disaster struck at 345 in the fourth quarter when Michigan State had a chance, had the ball back after the game-tying field goal, immediately had to punt at a three and out, and then Cooper DeGene houses one 70-yard punt return. Eckley completely outpunted kicked his coverage. Eckley had a great day punting. He, he had he had two bad punts. He had, he had one. A shank. The, he had he shanked the one. I think he had six punts. He had the one, obviously the kicker the punt return for a touchdown. But the one before that he shanked, and it actually only it cost the Spartans because Iowa then went in and kicked a field goal to tie the game. Mm-hmm. But still, Michigan State had a chance to bounce back. Had four minutes and change right. to go out and find a way to score. Have a three and out. Cooper DeGene houses one, and then Michigan State now gets the ball back again. All right, down six, down seven, three minutes to go. Figure Trey it Mosley out, fumbles. and then Trey Mosley fumbles it on the first play. Which is brutal. And I, we haven't gotten any confirmation, but he got injured on that play, and I don't know what his availability is going forward. So that's another issue. Right. Um, just another injury. Uh, Malik Carr had a huge first quarter he in did, that game. Yeah. and he then the, he got hurt. He had a when, the, when the
1: injury tended to come back. Uh, yeah, he finished the game in street clothes.
0: Um, it's really
1: nice to see him continue. Uh, for M S U, continue to see him. Uh. I mean in
0: receiving he, yards he had so. yeah, he had a career right, high yeah. six catches in a half a quarter and then imme- mm-hmm. like literally the whole first quarter was just Noah Kim dumping <clears> it off to <throat> Lee Carr and it was working yeah. and then they stopped Montoria to Foster had a big game eight catches for 79 but just it just something just whatever something happened in the second half where the team just offense just completely came to a halt because it looked very promising in the first half um no Nate Carter finishes 20 for 108 um Averaging, I mean, you average five yards to carry as a team. Team thirty-two for one hundred and sixty-six, and you still lose they a ran all game. over the Iowa defense.
1: Um, and they just couldn't capitalize. Uh, just no, no offensive touchdowns, of course, from this MSU offense, which is very disappointing. I I was defense is pretty solid, but like to not have a, another offensive touchdown in this game, like well, it's just
0: very disappointing. And, and it brings in the question of what do you do at the quarterback spot because now in the last two games. Excuse, wait, I'm trying to, uh, over the last 3 games between Washington, Maryland and now Iowa, an off the offense led by Noah Kim has one touchdown. And that was you, against you Maryland.
1: Like uh, that's coaching malpractice if you don't make a change. I mean they have they have two touchdowns. Or,
0: they have two touchdowns that's, for the last 3 games, pathetic. but one of them came with Keaton Hauser in garbage time against Washington. But yeah, so I mean Harlan Barnett said after the Maryland game that Noah Kim was their guy. He did not say that against Iowa. He said that the coaching staff is going to reevaluate, which makes me believe. And we saw reports come out on Twitter, and it's Twitter. But the rumor is that Keaton Hauser is going to start next week in Piscataway.
1: I mean, I don't see why not because Noah Kim has shown you that he cannot lead the offense right now. And why not go to your, uh, your redshirt freshman? Um, this is a guy that, you know, he showed some flashes against uh, Washington. But – we'll see what he can do. Um, you know, he went six for 10, I think 70 yards against Washington, had that bad interception. But, you know, he's shown he's shown a little bit of arm talent in that game. So we'll see what he can do. I'm pretty excited. I'm very excited to watch him because, I mean, we got to see something from this offense, right?
0: I mean, it at first, and I was on the Noah Kim train because I liked what I saw last year. Mm-hmm. But obviously, yeah, what he... he he, he, he isn't ready. He just isn't that guy to lead this offense. And it's unfortunate, but you know what? Caten Hauser's is supposed to be the man. Lead, uh, he's supposed to be the future. He's supposed to be the heir apparent. Um, my only concern is that all throughout training camp, it was supposed to be an even battle, and Kim was just the better option regardless of age. So it concerns me of is Caten Hauser better because he didn't start coming out of camp. We'll see. I know coaches sometimes like to lean on the veteran. You know, he's been here longer. Let's give him a shot first. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I don't expect yeah. Sam Levitt to get any looks. I expect him to completely <laughs> redshirt, even though he did look okay. I mean, he looks fine. He completed both his passes and grabbed for, for a first down. Right. And it's only a drive against Maryland. So we'll see. Um, overall, just a disappointing game. Noah Kim finished 25 for 44 for 193 and three picks. Didn't take a single sack. Like, it wasn't, mm-hmm. he wasn't even under pressure in this game. Because in prior games, it felt like he was always under pressure. And so, from that standpoint, he felt like he had an excuse. He really didn't have one this week. And he scrambled well. Had six rushes for 35 yards. Just, uh, just he just, the, the passing, he just doesn't seem comfortable there. No, he doesn't. I think he, like, maybe it's, like, I don't think it's the offensive line. Maybe
1: it's the offensive line, but he's got happy feet back there. I mean, you're seeing him just airmail throws. And he just he doesn't look, like you said, he just doesn't look comfortable back there. And it's... I don't know, I didn't, like, in the games he he played last year and the little amount of action he had, he didn't look that bad, and I don't know what has happened this year with him. It's been, I don't know, it's been disappointing to see, but, look, I mean, it looks like we're going to see Kane Hauser next week against Rutgers, we'll have to see. Um, Like you said, you know, Twitter's Twitter.
0: We don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, I mean, I'm excited to watch him play, so. I mean, the Spartans have now dropped, what is it, three in a row? They're now down to two and three on the year. Um, Still got three big Top ten matchups left on the schedule. Michigan obviously on the twenty first. Uh head down to Columbus on November eleventh and then finishing State. at Penn, against Penn State at Ford Field. So I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. Those are three losses. So at that point that puts you at six. That means Michigan State has to be perfect. And there are four remaining other games left on their schedule. Um three of which are on the road. They gotta go to Rutgers next weekend. Minnesota. Not an easy task. Have to go to Minnesota. And Nebraska. Got Nebraska, Nebraska on then senior then. day. And then obviously you gotta head to Bloomington. I see I, I I there is a very much a path and I think Michigan State on paper is better than those four teams. Uh traveling on the road does throw a, ring, a wrench in it a little bit. Um I, I still th- I think they get 3 wins. I think they drop like I honestly if I had to pick one they're going to drop next week against Rutgers or against Minnesota. I think they beat mm-hmm. Nebraska and and uh Indiana. I don't think they mean
1: Nebraska too. If you lose on senior day to another bad team that's just a new low, I, I, it, I it
0: just th- th- These offenses that they're about to go up against right. are not good. I mean, the defenses are good. Uh, all these teams are very solid defensive units. But still, I mean, we'll see. A lot of winnable, a lot it of just, beatable opponents, just, but also MSU is also a beatable. It f- just feels like there's just a lot of random mistakes and just tough right. parts. Just Lots of just if, – if something can go wrong, it goes wrong for this football team. Um, so we'll see. Obviously, we'll preview next week. Next Friday in the next episode, Jay and I will have the preview for Rutgers. Uh, we'll be broadcasting that one from here in the sports studio or somewhere in the station here. Yep. We will not be heading out to Piscataway, but we will have a remote broadcast. It will be me, and we haven't finalized who's doing it with me. I think it's going to be Joe Des, but Joe we'll does. see. We'll confirm. Uh, Slowak will be in New York as it is. Yeah. Maybe he'll live tweet for us or something from Piscataway. Um, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so yeah, 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 he can enjoy what, um, the first—what's What what's the name of their stadium?
1: I don't know. I, I honestly don't even remember, but doesn't, nobody, doesn't, shows, nobody shows up to their game. doesn't really games matter. That place sucks. Anyways, so.
0: so, I mean, this team kind of sucks, too. Anyways, um, let's move into the coaching search. Obviously, Mel Tucker has been fired. A lot of mud this throwing going messy. on there. We're going to kind of stay away from that stuff because uh, the hearing is going on. It was supposed to happen today and yesterday, so haven't gotten a decision out of that. So, obviously, that's kind of big time, but we haven't got any word from that yet obviously still more details coming out about the different both sides of the story. Um, but Michigan state's got to fill in that head coaching void. And urban Meyer has kind of, (sighs) he came out and at first when Mel Tucker was fired and kind of put on leave, it was like, Oh, urban Meyer can come coach here. And now people have genuinely like tried to like affirm it into happening, like affirmations. That's, it just seems like Michigan state Twitter is just out here. Like, yeah, urban Meyer, look, Oh, a plane, Came in from Columbus to East Lansing. That's Urban Meyer guys. Oh, he lives in some city down in Florida, and that plane from there landed in East Lansing this morning. It's Urban Meyer guys. And I, looked at, I look at I look at
1: MSU Twitter. I'm like, there's, there's like a joke going around that people are just like sitting by the Lansing airport, just waiting for Urban Meyer to come out of the limo.
0: He's not coming. <laughs> Why would he come here? Like I don't get it. I don't get, I don't it. I don't I get don't. it. Um, I mean, Urban Meyer could probably turn this train wreck around like the yeah, like, heartbeat like I mean, yeah I mean that's what it. he does he did it at Florida He did it at Ohio State he did it at Bowling Green he did it at right. Utah he does, that's what he does um but I, I we'll see, see I don't see it I mean he does win football games and kind of with the conference realignment which I'll talk about the future opponents for Michigan State now with the new expansion their conference opponents for the next five seasons from 2024 through 2028 have been announced um, Oregon next year yeah they head to Austin next year uh so it'll be interesting I just I think the Urban Meyer stuff is funny um, I'd rather yeah, see Dickert see from Wazoo happening. or Jonathan Smith from Oregon State Lance or Leopold. literally pretty Lance Leopold or uh, well, anybody Charles Huff, uh, even though I don't. Anyways, yeah. the, the three before that, yes, him, no, um, Brian Hartline, no. I'd rather have a Meyer than Brian Hartline. <laughs> anyways, um, so yeah, let's first break down so Michigan State's conference opponents heading into next year in 2024. They will travel to Illinois. They will travel to Maryland. And Michigan, just like last year. Michigan is their protected rivalry, so that's the one team they play no every year. I mean, no shocker here. Michigan's protected rivals. RIP
1: R. I. R. I. the land-grant trophy with Penn R. I.
0: State. Um, yeah, the, the next time Michigan State will play for the land-grant is in 2025. So yeah, Michigan State heads to Illinois and Maryland and Michigan, like last year. They'll also head to Oregon, so they'll head out to the West Coast, play at Austin Stadium. No Bo unfortunately. <sighs> Heartbreaking for well, me. Next,
1: so is, does he, is he have a year, another year of eligibility he or no? He doesn't because oh, he's sad.
0: played in five. This is his fifth year playing in college football. So, and so he has never used a red shirt. But that's So, anyways. Um, then Michigan State hosts Indiana, hosts Iowa, hosts Ohio State, hosts Purdue, and hosts Rutgers. So, only one new Big Ten team will... Michigan State will face off again next year. Against next year, they head to Oregon. Michigan State heads to USC, heads out to Southern California in 2025. They also host US UCLA that year. Dante Moore coming in. Dante Michigan. Moore um, in 2026. The Spartans head to UCLA and they welcome in Oregon and Washington. So the Huskies get a couple years off before returning. Maybe Michael Penix will return <laughs> for his doctorate and put up 800 yards in that one. Um, and then in 2027. The Spartans head to Washington, head to Seattle for the first time as conference foes. And then the Spartans head back to, in 2028, they head back to Oregon. Um, So, yeah, just something to keep in mind. Obviously, uh, not relevant to this year, but interesting to see how the new conference realignment. I believe I saw it with the Big Ten will be at 18 teams next year. And creating a conference with no divisions, because keep in mind, Michigan State got or the Big Ten completely got rid of divisions, um, is kind of creating a balanced schedule where, you know, because mm-hmm. the conference championship is just the top two teams. Unfortunately, I think there's a way for like six Big Ten teams to be undefeated going right. into the conference championship game, which is kind of a problem. Um, it is, yeah. um, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, obviously. Um Michigan-Ohio State won't be undefeated. Somebody's got a winner there. UCLA and USC, somebody will have a loss because that's a protected rival. Oregon-Washington. So some of the top teams will have beaten each other just by attrition. But still, it's a little concerning if Purdue, Michigan State, uh, Ohio State, and Penn State are all undefeated and kind of have to figure out who can actually go from that group. But it'll be interesting to see. Um, We're in a new world of college football. This is it, it is interesting. Nothing like we've ever seen before. Eighteen teams
1: let's, in a conference. Let's have a
0: conference tournament. Let's like conference let, tournament. Let's have a conference I love it because that's you know possible. I love
1: the chaos. I initially did not agree with it when you know UCLA and, uh, and USC joined, but
0: I kind of like it now. I, it's going to be fun. So it will be. I'm excited. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. USC is. A, I mean, they're all storied programs. They're all exciting programs. They're all very good programs right now. Um, so the Big Ten is only getting better. Like, obviously, they're adding these teams for brand purposes, but still, like, it's nice that you're not adding a 4-8 and eight Washington team that has it's kind of sputtering. Like, right. Washington got turned around very quickly with Kalen DeBoer. Um, so let's kind of look at the national picture as a whole. Uh, last week had some big games. Notre Dame had a second game in primetime, had to travel to Durham to take on the Duke Blue Devils after they lost to Ohio State. Pulled out that one late. Audric Estime, best running back in college football, in my yes. opinion, had that big run to pull that one out late. Notre Dame's got to find a way to kind of recalibrate. They head to Louisville tomorrow night. Another game in primetime. Number twenty-five. Yeah. Louisville Cardinals. Jeff Brom, uh, having yeah, a very successful do, yeah. start um, at his alma mater. So it'll be interesting to see how Notre Dame can just you know three straight primetime games can be a lot on a team. So we'll see if they can bounce back. Um, Colorado had <sighs> after Damn. getting trounced by the Oregon Ducks and bonix had to host USC. To them, off. They looked impressive. I mean, the first half, Jay, we were watching the game from our hotel room in Iowa City, and it did not look no, good. Um, Caleb Williams, future Bear, very good quarterback. And <laughs> um, everybody knew really that. Good. But Colorado fought back, made yeah. it, a, got to within seven before dropping that one. Uh, 49-42, I believe, was the final. Uh, Very good game in that one. Just obviously Colorado showing that they have the skill level and the skill players to compete with a team like USC. But I think what that game proved more so was that USC's defense kind of sucks, and oh, they it's really and, the, bad. and they're really bad. And in that's what that's what I'm
1: concerned about because I think
0: Washington and Oregon can
1: be a better team than them just because USC's defense is very very concerning. If, if you're going to go to the college football playoff, you have to have you have to be better defensively, and USC hasn't really shown that. Uh, Alex Grinch, the defensive coordinator, I think he's he's under a lot of heat right now, so it's going to be really interesting to see how that works. But no, I mean. If USC wants to be in this college football playoff conversation, their defense has to improve, but it's bo- that's the bottom line. So, yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But I think yeah. I think last weekend proved that the winner of the Pac twelve is probably gonna be a combo of either Oregon or Washington, which those two teams play next weekend. Big game three thirty on ABC. Um, I'm very excited for obviously oh, yeah. For the nar- all of the narratives. Um, narratives will be pushed. Narratives will be pushed. Heisman's will probably studio. Heisman's will probably be won and lost in that game. Um <laughs> So big game next week, big rivalry game between two future Big Ten opponents. Um but yeah, USC it concerns me. They just their defense sucks. And there are too many good really teams bad. like Washington and Oregon with very good offenses, just as good offenses that can yeah. also play some sort of defense. Um so we'll have to wait and see. Uh Red River rivalry. Red uh, River shootout uh, the can't wait. The um at the Cotton Bowl. At yeah, the Cotton Bowl, Texas and Oklahoma departing from the Big Twelve after this year. So yep. it's the last time their Big Twelve opponents they'll still play each other every year in the SEC. Um, so it'll be fun to see. Obviously, Oklahoma has kind of bounced back this year. at a disappointing year last yeah. year. Um, they've looked way more improved. I believe they're number thirteen in the country now. Something like that. Uh, twelve. Yeah. They're 12th twelve in the yeah. country, taking on number three Texas. Yep. Um, big game and just in terms of placement in the uh, at Big Twelve. No, yeah, definitely. Um, the combined record or this, the rivalry record
1: is thirty. I think I saw thirty-three, thirty-three and eight or something. Is that? Is that correct? It's some it's some crazy number like that. I mean, they're they're both really close, and it's gonna be. I love I love this this rivalry a lot. I mean, a lot of high scoring games. Like two years ago, I think I think Oklahoma won uh 51 to 48 or something like that. And the last year was a blowout, so it's gonna be gonna be a lot of fun to watch. I love watching this game at the Cotton Bowl. So, uh,
0: yeah, it's always a fun game. Yeah. It's always big time. Is it on ABC it's or is on at Fox? Noon, yep. Okay, it's on ABC. I was just wondering because <laughs> Joel Klatt and Gus Johnson calling. The Red River Rivalry is just needs it needs to be injected into my veins. It's what? like the game. Um, but the Fox game on noon this week is Maryland taking on Ohio State. Uh, the Terrapins five and zero. They've looked good. They've looked good. I mean, mm-hmm. they took they, care of who it, they played. Michigan State. They went on the road. Yes. Their only road game. They took down the Spartans thirty one to nine. They also took the care of business. Spartans. They wiped the floor against Indiana last week. Took mm-hmm. care of Virginia, Charlotte, Towson. Who cares? Um, but first test at Ohio State. Buckeyes had a bye week after Notre Dame, so they've had a chance to rest. I mean, the Terrapins. Michael Oxley said in Media Days, "This is the year he feels like they can kind of take that next step up." We will yeah, see. Maryland's see clearly the fourth best team in the in the East. They're in that middle tier because oh, yeah, they they're not Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, but they're not Michigan State, Indiana, Rutgers. And I think they get one because this is the of the big three. This is the one they have to go on the road. They have to host Penn. They host Penn State. In the beginning of November, then they head to Michigan for their – or they host Michigan for Senior Day on November 11th – or November 18th, excuse me. I think they beat one of the two. I think they get one. I think it could be Michigan simply because Michigan might be looking ahead to uh, to Ohio State, and last year Maryland gave Michigan a tough test in the big house. We'll have to wait and see, but – See, I'm not. Look, this is this. We're at this time of year where Maryland's always Maryland going to be good, and
1: then they kind of fall apart. It's you know they play by play they play pretty well in September, and then they kind of fall apart. Oh, oh, look, Tully, so Tully is a good quarterback. Um, but I just don't believe in them yet. So,
0: yeah. uh, out in the Pac-12, yeah. we have a big game at 3:30. Uh, it's on or at three o'clock on the Pac-12 Network. Even though it's the game of the week in the conference. Pac-12. Ceases do amaze me. No wonder they're going under. I hate Um, the Pac-12 network. I I don't get it on my TV. It sucks. uh, You will be missing out on number 13 Washington heading to the Rose Bowl to take on the UCLA Bruins. Uh, UCLA's favored in that one. We'll get to that in the Pick'Em. Kind of a big game to watch out there. And then the SEC has two big games at noon. LSU takes on Missouri. LSU, their playoff hopes kind of might have been taken out. They're, They're on the ropes right now. They're sitting at... Two and two, excuse me, three and two on the year after losing to Ole Miss and a thriller last week. Now three and two after the loss to Florida State as well. They got to win out and they need some help. They want to get into the playoff with Jaden Daniels. And then the SEC East, Kentucky, rolled Florida last week and host a Georgia team that did not look good against Auburn. They kind of escaped against Mm -hmm. Peyton Thorne. Find Peyton Thorns. But
1: hey, Brock Bauer's best tight in the country. He's, man, he's good. But. Honestly, we'll get to the pick'em. I think Georgia can drop a bomb on them on, on them this week. I mean,
0: yeah, we'll get to it in the pick'em. We'll I see. think. Yeah. I think Georgia's gonna wake yeah. this weekend. But uh, so I think that's all the games we have. Mm-hmm. Kind of a preview. A um, lot of stuff going around the country. Big week next week. Obviously, USC Notre Dame is next week. You have. Oh yes. Miami takes on North Carolina in the ACC. Big matchup there. Uh, you have A&M takes on Tennessee, Oregon, Washington's another top ten matchup. Great football. UCLA takes on Oregon State, so a lot of really good football coming up next weekend. And then two weeks from now is Michigan is Michigan Michigan State. That's the third Saturday of October. so You also have uh, Tennessee, Alabama. You have um, there's a couple other big there's a couple of other big come. games uh, the following week. I can't remember any off the top of my head. So big football coming up. And obviously we're approaching November, approaching winning time for these teams, kind of jostling for playoff positions. So it'll be exciting to see. Now, let's move into the pick 'em, Jay, presented by the Merrifield Sportsbook. Quick update on the standings. Rough week for all of us last week. None of us finished. We had nine games to pick from. I went four and five. Slowak went four and five. You went three and six. And then I was the only one to hit on my lock. I had BYU plus one. Both you and Slovak both missed on that. So the updated standings I'm 15, 11, and one on the year with 19 points. You Sloic is is 14, and one with thirteen points. And then you sit at 12, 14, and one with one point or twelve points, excuse me. Um so hopefully you can get one of your locks and start crawling back into it and jump ahead Sloak. We don't have Slowak's picks yet. We will get them from him at some point today. Um so just JDC and I making our picks for the day. We're gonna start off Maryland at number four, Ohio State at noon tomorrow. Ohio State nineteen and a half point favorites, Jay. See,
1: I'm I'm going to Ohio State. Um. I look, I mean, you, you beat Notre Dame on the road a couple of weeks ago. That was pretty impressive. I just don't believe in Maryland yet yeah, I will take Ohio State minus 19.5.
0: Okay. <clears throat> uh, Quick back to week eight, the Michigan-Michigan State weekend. Mm-hmm. In the top 25, you have Michigan-Michigan State, which other people in East Lansing and Ann Arbor might not mean as much because Michigan State's yeah. struggling this year. But you have Duke-Florida State. Clemson plays Miami. You have Penn State-Ohio State. State <sighs> Tennessee-Alabama. You have... Uh, Washington State, Oregon, and Utah, USC. So that is stack a loaded slate. slate. Uh, anyway, oh so you, Jay, you took Ohio State. Yes, I, did. I am taking the Terrapins. Mike Loxley, I I, I like the not terrapin. a Mike Loxley guy. I I, I am a Mike Loxley guy. I am I I I I'm a Terp, a Terrapin, a, a stu, whatever. The I, hell. Do, I, I do I do I do love a Terrapin. To, but unfortunately, Mike Loxley, not so much. Yeah, unfortunately, we don't have any animal planet uh insight from Mr. Sloak. Maybe we can get it from him. Um, at a later date. Uh, number 23, LSU travels to Columbia, Missouri to take on the Tigers. Tigers taking on the Tigers. Um, Missouri, five-and-a-half-point underdogs, even as the home team and Missouri the higher-ranked home.
1: team. Mizzou, I mean, they had a thriller a few weeks ago, um, a game-winning field goal. It was like a 60-yard game-winning field goal. I'm taking Mizzou here. Um, look, LSU, I just, they just haven't really looked that impressive to me. They've kind, of, kind of been a big disappointment for me this year. Uh, I'm going to go Mizzou, so. You're going LSU. I am.
0: I am going LSU in this one. I think you know they're the lower ranked team, but they're definitely the better football team. I feel like on paper, um, just you know, a couple tough losses early in the year. I think they bounce back. mizzou has been good. I just don't know if they have the dogs to handle uh, LSU for four quarters. And I think five and a half's a lot. I would probably like that. I think it's only going to be like a seven <clears throat> ten point game. It'll be close. Uh, I think Missouri can hang around, but I will take right. LSU to win this one. Now, I think the game of the week. You have Oklahoma number twelve traveling to, actually not traveling. They're playing at the Cotton Bowl neutral site as they take on number three Texas, the Longhorns, five and a half point favorites in that one. Jay, a lot of boring picks here with the favorite. I'm gonna go Texas minus
1: five and a half though. Um, the Texas is back. You know, you know it. I had them in the playoff.
0: They're they're late Quinn Ewers beast. Yeah, I mean, I want to take Texas. I think they win, but yeah. five and a half points. The Red River rivalry. This game is always, just always so it's weird. It's always so close. So weird. I'm taking Oklahoma in the points just because I think they keep it within five and a half. I don't know. I think they have a chance to win this game simply because it's just a rivalry game. Um, so, yeah, give me the Sooners And right. on that one. Next up, number 13, Washington State traveling to the Rose Bowl to take on UCLA in the fighting Dante Moores and the fighting Chip Kellys. Give me Wazoo. You're taking Wazoo, the yes. underdog, yes. getting three points. Give me Wazoo at the, uh, at the Rose Bowl. So. I am taking Washington State as well. I, it scares me that they are the underdog just because of how yeah. good they've looked in UCLA. Those games are always weird. But, and I know home field advantage is huge in the Pac 12, but I feel like the Rose Bowl is mm, like. There's no home field it's, advantage. It's, the, Rose Bowl. The, the Rose Bowl is like the one place in the Pac 12 that's been a neutral field. site. So, yeah, especially for how away from campus it is. So, yeah, yeah give exactly. me give me Washington State as well. Uh, in the SEC, number 11, Alabama. They got to take on Jimbo Fisher oh, and the Texas A&M Aggies. Uh, two years ago, the Aggies game-winning shocked. Game winning field goal shocked. Alabama.
1: And they're doing it again. And I'm taking Texas taking A&M.
0: taking Texas A&M. Yeah, A&M last year gave Alabama a tough one in Tuscaloosa. They I believe. always do. So they always play them tough. Jimbo Fisher knows him. not a – he hates Nick Saban.
1: So right. I'm, I'm going Texas A&M uh, here. I think Texas A&M has improved this year. They've looked better. Last year was a disaster. But they've looked better this year, um, even though they lost their quarterback. Uh, with The lefty, what's his name? Do you, do you remember his name? But anyways, uh, but both their quarterbacks, they're very reliable. So – I'm going to go with Texas A&M, so.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with Texas A&M as well. They've 4-1 and one on the year. They looked very good. Uh, took care of business. against right. Arkansas on the road last week. That kind of shocked me. Their only loss is to Miami, who turns out is a top-20 team in the country with Mario Cristobal. Um, so, yeah, give me A&M. Uh, I like the quarterback play better, and I think yeah. at home, they got the athletes on defense. Give me the Aggies to win in that one. they are at least cover the two points that they're getting. Um, staying in the STC, number 20, Kentucky, traveling to number one, Georgia. 7 o'clock kick at Sanford Stadium in Athens. Yeah, I'm taking Georgia. Right, look, Georgia didn't look impressive against uh, the Fighting Pain
1: Thorns, but I feel like this is the type of game where they'll just, they'll just bounce back and drop a bomb on a team, and it's going to be against Kentucky, so give me the dogs. I
0: feel similarly. Yeah, yeah. Georgia kind of hasn't really you know shown how good they are yet this year, even though they have tons of talent, especially players like Brock Bowers and that defense, mm-hmm. once again, super talented. Five stars Tough up and down pick
1: in, the, in this upcoming NFL draft. That Future guy,
0: bear. I mean, they actually don't need him. Yeah, Coco Met. Anyways. Name. Um, but yeah, I like Georgia as well. I think they're going to drop a bomb. Kentucky played really well last week. Yeah, I just don't think they bounce back. Give me Georgia to cover the fourteen and a half. Final game on the pick'em. Michigan, second in the country, eighteen and a half point favorites, traveling to Minnesota in a rivalry game for the little brown jug. <sighs> I'm gonna go
1: Michigan here. Uh, Minnesota is not a very good football team. Ethan uh, Callikmanis, I mean, correct. Ethan Callikmanis is just horrible. I mean, Michigan, look, correct. They dropped a bomb on Nebraska. I mean, I think they're gonna do the same here against Minnesota. Just a terrible. So give me the it, give me
0: the Wolverines. Yeah, Minnesota lost to Northwestern. That's all I got. So give me the Wolverines yes, exactly. in this one. Um, exactly. I mean, 18 points is a lot, and it's a quote unquote rivalry again. They took care of business against Louisiana last week, but that gives me no fate. Um, I've said it all year that Kalmanakis is not that guy. Uh, he is not. is not. He is not. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how Michigan State does against Minnesota in a couple weeks in Minnesota. Um, so yeah, give me the Wolverines in this one. So we're both going go. with Michigan, and that one now it's lock of the week time. JDC, you're gonna go first because I'm still kind of looking through all mine. Right. My lock of the week, I'm taking Colorado. They travel to Arizona State tomorrow night. They're four-point favorites. I, Arizona State's not good. They're just not a good football team. Uh, they're still rebuilding. I can't remember what their head coach's name is. Um, he's the offensive coordinator from Oregon a year yeah, ago. They're, they're in a rebuilding They're here. very hey, much they rebuilding. They gave USC a game, but I mean, I, they I play just, USC's defense. Four-point, I think that's uh Colorado's got the talent to put out big points against them. Um, I, Arizona State's on the lines of Nebraska, and I, I, I think they— TC or I think Colorado more than take care of business. So yeah, give me Coach Prime and laying the four at Arizona yep. State. Uh, I'm gonna go to the ACC.
1: We got Georgia Tech traveling to Miami. Uh, eight o'clock kick in uh, in Miami Gardens, Florida. I'm gonna go Miami minus twenty here. Georgia Tech's not a very good football oh, they're team. Bad. Yeah, they're bad. They're really very bad. bad. Who they
0: lose to last week?
1: Uh, not a very good team. Uh, it was a
0: bad football. Let me find it.
1: They lost to bowling green. They lost a bowling so, green. At home. That's not great. So I'm gonna take Miami's actually improved this year. Um I, n- I don't think they've played anybody special, but um I like I like their football team a lot. So I'm gonna take Miami minus the twenty at home. So uh blow canes. Yeah, blow canes. Shout blow out Trent Valley. You. So.
0: It's it's all about the you people. That's Remember right. that. J D C said so. Yes, that's um, right. Um that's gonna do it today. Uh we'll get Sloak's picks in here and we'll make sure he's up to date. and It'll be very, you know, we'll keep it. We keep, we have integrity on this show, so we'll make sure he gets those picks in before noon. Otherwise, he takes a loss on everything. But I think that's going to do it for us today, Jay. Mm-hmm. Anything Anything else you got to Well, add? the bye
1: week's here, thank God. Thank so we, get, God. we get to enjoy the zone camp out tonight and awesome. uh, not get any sleep Spooky. and uh, say hi to all the basketball players because basketball season is here, people. It Even is. You it's a football podcast. Uh, we're not Impact Zone, but shout out the Impact Zone. Shout so. out
0: the Impact Zone. They'll be providing great <laughs> content. That's right. AJ, Cerdanek, and Caden, all. They're going to have that's a right. fun year on basketball. Not as much fun as we have oh, in Iowa City. We still got but... a long way to go. we got to go to Minnesota, oh, that, the that, shoe. That's right. we got our confirmation for our travel oh. to Minnesota in a couple weeks. That'll be fun. Spooky Halloween Flight. weekend. Are you ready for yeah, that? Flying, <laughs> yeah, we're flying into Minnesota at like 7 o'clock on Friday night, and then we're flying out of Minnesota at like 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. That's so spooky. That'll be a little spooky, but we'll get by. It's fun. It's fun. It's college radio. that's
1: not a night game. It better not be.
0: If that's a night game, someone help me. But anyways. Anyways, we'll make it work. But that'll do it for us today. I got nothing else to add. camp I- Campout should be fun tonight. If you see us there. No, you didn't. Hopefully it doesn't rain. Um, Please don't rain. It's supposed it's to rain. It's going to be terrible. It-, it always rains. It's the own Campout. Yes. It has to rain. It has <laughs> it to be <laughs> cold and rainy. Rain. But it's been a nice day. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, it is. Um, go outside and play Frisk. or something. That's what my teachers used to tell me on days like this. Go outside <laughs> and play. Sorry, Miss right. Jackson. I'm 16 years old I'm not going outside and playing on a swing set anyways Jackson from Macomb Michigan (laughs) she's not real she's not a real real person Macomb high school (laughs) (laughs) Macomb high school I don't know not a place Dakota go Cougars Cougars. (laughs) Cougars. I don't even know who they play tonight um anyway that's gonna do it get us off these airwaves thank you everybody for listening to Spartan Red Zone uh follow along every week no content for the game this week we're on a bye week thank god uh but next week We're going to have another episode next Friday with me and Sloak before they take on the rutgers Scarlet Knights. Maybe we'll get Joe Dez on with us next Friday. But that's going to do it for us today. You've been listening to Spartan Red Zone. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you find your podcast, or at impact89fm.org. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.